welcome to the Property Portfolio Podcast with Mark Stokes and Nigel Green. Every week we inspire and guide you towards success in the world of property development, mentorship and fundraising. Before we jump into today's episode, a reminder to join us at equacademy.co.uk where you can gain free access to hundreds of videos and templates to help you on your property development journey. Well, good morning and a very warm welcome to Breakfast with Nigel and Mark. Good morning, Nigel. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. Another exciting week, another exciting episode, and we're going to be covering the second part of due diligence, one of our favourite subjects today. Indeed, indeed. And it's it's really just, you know, just looking at... Um, you know, the, the front end of the DD, uh, the theory and application and process, et cetera, is one thing which we, you know, we touched on last week, didn't we, um, in great detail. But, um, you know, the, you know we, we want to go through really the um, the dashboard, the dashboard part of it. Yeah, hugely, hugely important. Um, so we're going to spend quite a bit of time going through um, new updates, the uh, the mindset, the psychology, and the structuring of how we look at due diligence. And there's also an opportunity for you to to engage with the systems that, that we use. And um, we've been reflecting on you know some of our our track record and credentials over the last five or six years as we're, we're updating our our brochure and. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of knowledge that's just been embedded within the systems we use. Um, you don't do 70 million GDV of developments, 300 apartments, you know, best part of uh, 20 commercial units um, without without following some some structure, but also learning along the way. And humility sits at the heart of of everything we do, doesn't it? It does absolutely, and you know the. I mean, we we term it the equity A, don't we? But that's that's kind of our capture point, Mark, isn't it? And you know, it's it's the point at which um, any learnings that we we may have, anything that is new that comes along, you know, legislation changes, uh, anything that we see on the horizon that might be coming, because you know, in terms of either an investment or a development, you know, you tend you're casting the net into the future, aren't you? So you've got to try and anticipate you know, what might be coming at you. And, you know, it's really important for us when we're analysing either an investment or a development um, that, you know, we've got the right tool to to support us. And, you know, that, that tool has got to ask all the right questions and it's got to be relevant, you know, to, to what we're looking at. Hugely so. And I think the other value in having having that system, that process, in in in, in our case, the Equidea, it gives you a place to store the learning, because life's about evolution, isn't it? We know that over thirty years, um, and you know you've got to start with that version one and then add to it. And what's uh, what version are we up to now on the Equidea? Well, I mean, just recently, and you know, we're probably going to run through some of the updates in a bit, but um, you know, we're up to version fifty-nine. And considering the version control and that kind of capture from an audit point of view, only started about three years ago. So we had a good couple of years of development, and then we started version one. You know, so yeah, so yeah, it's um, you know, it certainly evolved into what it is today, and you know, and the beauty. I mean. Uh, you know, we're all about validation and testing, aren't we? And you know, this this process has been tested now multiple times. As you say, 
you know, 78 million GDV, you know, and, and many, many projects thereafter. So it's, that's the ultimate test. I think any, any spreadsheet, you know, is, is a validation of uh, reality. Um, so yeah, we've, um, yeah, very pleased to say we've just done an update. Uh, it's been a few months in the, in the making, I have to say, um, because, you know, an update is not done lightly. Um, there's a lot of interconnectivity, um, in anything you adjust on the, on the analyzer. And, um, you know, once you've done those changes, it has to go into test and it has to go into tests for as long as necessary. You know, it's not time bound. It's as long as necessary to, it's all proven. And, uh, pleased to say we're, uh, we're out of the blocks on that one. So that's great. So we, we've, um, we've uploaded it for our mentees onto the Equi portal that went up yesterday with a, with a, a bit of an update video from myself as recorded, um, just to tell everybody where the changes are and how it implements and what have you. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to pick on a few things today, aren't we? On that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, later on this morning, we've got our fortnightly uh, group uh, mentorship session. So with all our, our great mentees, so we'll be doing a deep dive into all those elements. I think you said there was 17 or 18 specific updates just on this, this, this upgrade. Um, and it's interesting where all these, all this intelligence comes from, all the IP, you know, that, that humility means, you know, firstly having a system so that you can have this, uh, repository really of, of all that information um all that learning goes into something and you you must have one of those so if you've got your pen and paper there you must have a system that captures this information mm-hmm. if you haven't well you know become a mentee of ours and and you can use ours and then you've got the capture of you know a huge amount of people but the humility for us is is where we get the learning from uh, we talk about the valuers a lot. So our relationship with RICS, Red Book Valuers, incredibly important. Um, we've got estate agents, we've got commercial agents, monitoring surveyors, our funding brokers, the funders themselves, the private investors, the main contractors, our entire professional team. And we were adding up the other day just on, on one of our developments, uh, Zero Accounts, you know, we've got in excess of 2,000 years of experience in the aggregate of all of that professional team. And now that's, mm. you're not going to get that on a buy-to-let refurb, are you? You no. know, larger developments you can bring to bear. Mm. Now, your strategy might not be as complex as, as as one of our larger developments. And quite frankly, I, you know, I don't blame you. You know, sometimes small is beautiful. But if you can be part of a group that is accessing that wider knowledge capture to apply it to your your level of of development, be it a buy-to-let, an HMO, a small land development, an extension, you'll yes. be so much more on a assured and safe ground. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've, we've changed the title, actually, of the um, uh, our DAM as well, Mark, because the realisation is, I mean, we, we do... Um, many investments you know we invest into opportunities uh, and we also do developments and the reality is apart from a, a few other considerations depending what camp you're in be it an investor developer or in, indeed both um the the analytics and the due diligence um is almost the same you know so let, let's let's run a scenario so let's say we're you know we're presented with a uh, a deal, let's say, um, from from a developer looking for investment. Well, 
what the natural reaction would be, certainly for us, would be to run a run the due diligence alongside what's been presented. So we'll get all of the you know the developers' numbers. We'll then you know run a side by side, line by line review using our DA and compare the compare and contrast really in terms of results. And you know you won't be uh, surprised to hear that on occasions there's there's either gaps missing, numbers are slightly different. And but but when that is the case, it enables us to ask some very pointed questions, you know, around the numbers and just making sure that everything aligns with, um, you know, with a different cap on. If we were the developer, you know, going into a development, how we would analyze that particular opportunity. So it's, it's it works in both camps. Whether you're looking for, you know, to be an investor, or whether you're looking to be a developer. Uh, or indeed both, you know, this the, the the analytics and the dashboard that's um, that we've got, um, you know, covers covers both camps for sure. Yeah, absolutely essential, and and the uh, the ability to put one's head on the pillow at night and sleep easy, as you say, whether you're a developer, whether you're an investor, doesn't matter what what part of the stakeholder uh, uh, circle you 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 belong. Um, you know, none of us want to develop or invest and lose sleep. You know, it's got to be done with clarity of thought, interrogation. And we always say um, uh, that you make your money on the way into a deal. You might crystallize the cash flow on the way out, but the, the deal fundamentals, the success, the foundation blocks of success or failure will be made on how you enter that deal. And, um, you know, when, when Nigel, and, and, and this happens quite often and, and recently as well, we've had uh, another, another three or four deals that um, we're working on now, which is great. Um, but when Nigel calls me and says, right, okay, we've got the yes. So we've been given the go-ahead. The point of reference is the EQUA IDA. Um, that's the reference. That's that we, we will build the investment memorandum around that. Um, it would be the fundamentals of the the EQUA IDA, which would then go to uh, to the broker, to all of our parties. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll go into a bit of that detail in a, in a few moments. Just want to give a couple of um, couple of quick shout outs. Um, I think the, the point of context and reference for all of us. Um, is the word legacy comes up time and time again? You know what we're what we're all trying to achieve, um, creating that uh, that that legacy, be it short term in terms of cash flow, capital growth, and nurturing the next generation. Um, and of course, we we need to be healthy and be around for those uh, those future generations. Um, and that's something that we we care deeply about. And uh, our mentees have got a, a group. We call it the the Equa Fitness and Wellbeing WhatsApp group. I just want to give a shout out to some people who are doing some some amazing things. Um, you know, in the face of of tough day jobs, um, we've got Shaz getting in some amazing steps there. We've got Marcus. Marcus, I mean, what are you doing? You've got ninety three on the trot five kilometer runs absolutely outstanding I, I tip my hat to you sir that is just amazing we've got charlie charlie's doing his his rowing um and many have got individual targets simon is is in the best shape of his life um, and that's through group accountability so individual bespoke 
guidance and support is fantastic. And it really is. It just accelerates your, your journey. But the combination of that with group accountability, and it might not just be in property. We've got people uh, who we work closely with who are involved in investing in businesses. In fact, Nigel, we, we, I don't think anybody would ever hear us say that we're, in, that we're involved in property. We're involved in, property, uh, involved in business that has a hard asset class of property. It's, it's the business acumen, uh, the business intelligence that's brought to bear across all of our deal analytics, isn't it? Mm, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, you're right. And over the years, you know, I hasten to, uh, or concerned to think about the number of years, but, um, you know, we've, we've invested in people, haven't we? We've invested in teams, we've invested in businesses. And, you know, that's, um, and ultimately it's people, you know, it's people finding great people, you know, wrapping great people around great people as well. And, um, but the, you know, the, the property asset element uh, has just been um, just supercharged, really. Um, the, our strategy, Mark, hasn't it? So. Yeah, it, it it has, and uh, as you say, we have our we have our incubator fund where we put a certain amount of time and, in some cases, capital to one side, and we invest in in teams, in businesses, and uh, well, it's just been wonderful over the years to see see young talent flourish and grow, um, and that's at the heart of what we do. That creation of shared value and it's please isn't it pleasing actually to see to see how many uh, of, of of our group work on the principles now of, of csv creating shared value where everybody can win it's not a case of if i want more you're going to take less there is a way where that recurring benefits to to all the win-win-win scenario um and i know they're the principles that again are, are set in in due diligence, you know, it, you could create that responsibility for protecting all parties' interests. Um, if one party fails in the chain, then potentially everybody fails. So, uh, real values there. So, let's um, maybe, maybe could you give a, an overview then, Nigel, on some of the enhancements? Because um, each one is reflective of of your specific approach on on due diligence, and and I know our our audience, um, not just our audience on this this Zoom, but those uh, listening now will be listening on our podcast, which goes live this Friday. So this will be in podcast form, so you can listen to this in in audio, and that's out every Friday morning. So really excited about that as well. Absolutely. I mean, I certainly won't go through the uh, the methodology of the sheet or or anything like that and certainly won't be analyzing the deal online but um you know we certainly do that with the group don't we we have a, a monthly webinar um with with all of the mentees and we we analyze deals together and we we look at you know from a teaching point of view the methodologies just so people can get familiar and start to think in the way of the analyzer really uh, which is pretty fundamental yeah, so um, version 59, um, it's been a few months in the coming, but um, this is it. It's been launched now, just to give you a little bit of a showcase. Now, I'll just run through some of the, the headline updates, really, of um, you know what's, what's happened. <laughs> um, first of all, um, around the, the gross development value, I mean, that was really just a, a complete column <laughs> of assets, you know, be it a commercial conversion or a you know, a housing development site or whatever it may be. And it was there, you know, we would put them in there and 
or all the various um, individual assets. <clears throat> and um, it was just one continuous list, but more and more, you know, we were finding that, you know, we, we might be buying an office block and converting it into, you know, residential, but then we'd have a new build element. It might be associated with maybe an extra floor, another two floors, an extension out the back. You know, even even in the car park and the overall land area, maybe put in houses and all these sort of things. So there was a very much a combination of conversion and also new build. So so the the DA it's been split into two. Um, so you can you know you, you you'll see that um, you know half of that uh, GDB section is now conversion, and the other half um, is new build. So it just gives us that ability to split. You know the various assets because you know uh, you won't be surprised to hear that a conversion cost in terms of a pound square meter pound square foot is probably less than a new build cost so you know we've managed to you know split those out across the gdb section which is uh, going to be very useful going forward um the second one so update two um this is really listening i mean we, we've spoken about um just earlier on just listening to all the counterparties that we get involved with and particularly the valuers, um, the valuers representing the funders. Uh, and what we're hearing, and we've, we've seen a little bit of turmoil in the market around the subject of the freehold. So freehold, um, you know, what's going to happen in the future in terms of freehold, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we've, we've decided uh, just from an, an analytical perspective and analyzing deals to actually take out the freehold value or the freehold calculator just at this stage. Um, we know that just here today, at this tick of the clock, that we're still uh, we're still having success with selling freehold. But again, you know, we spoke about what we're trying to anticipate is 12 to 18 months to even two years into the future. And, you know, we're not so sure. We're not so sure whether we'll still be able to, to sell freeholds over that period. So for the point of dealing with the... Um, you know the the analyzer at this point um we've just decided to take that out so that's that's coming out of the gdp section of, at the bottom of the gross development value uh, section there um the next thing we've added in um and this is to do with looking at multiple exits um so we you know we've we've looked heavily into um you know, buy, develop, and, and sell, which is obviously the the, the initial analyzer. But we're, we're looking for multiple exits. So, you know, to analyze a buy, develop, and hold strategy, and maybe analyze a combination of the two: sell some, hold some, that sort of thing. And you know, a part of the, the process of, of DD, particularly around um, you know obtaining local agent views on on uh, resale values. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be going to, it could be up to five local agents just to ask them for their views in terms of, you know, when this, this development is concluded, what they feel that the market, um, you know, could, could flex and pay for uh, these assets. So, you know, while we're there, um, what we'd also want to do is ask for rental rates as well. So we've, we've just created a column just to the, just to the right of the gross development value um, uh, box um, just to remind ourselves that while we're asking for one thing, let's ask for the other as well, which is obviously the rental rates. And we, we're just going to put the rental rates in just alongside each of the assets and, and away we go. That data then is is pulled across into another tab in the sheet and then it, it disappears off into another calculation from a hold perspective and we'll 
Uh, we'll talk about that uh, in a little while. Um, we've we've just updated the uh, parking uh, table just just slightly. It doesn't really the the net results um, isn't any different to version fifty eight of the DA, but it's just presented in a, a much clearer uh, way. So this is um, just just hearing a little bit of feedback from you know mentees and you know my, my own personal thoughts around this. So it's just just very simple now. It's in a, in a basic box. It's just asking you know in the development. You know, just just plug in there the total parking spaces available. Um, maybe in the assets that have been listed in the gross development value box, um, we're going to allocate a parking space to each one, let's say, and that may give you a residual. Now that residual, um, you can do well. I guess one of two things: you could either, you know, reallocate, or well, maybe even three things. You you could reallocate, um, you know, some of the assets above, and maybe larger units have two parking spaces um you could just basically disregard them all together and just say well they're just for visitors let's say um or maybe you could um sell them on a first come first serve basis to the uh, to the vendors that are buying your assets um and you know and while we're doing that and, and while we're speaking to uh, our local agents for you know resale values and we're speaking to them also about the rental values well, let's ask them in the area in their experience what parking spaces uh, can sell for and where's the evidence around that and generally we we find they they give a range um in in the example um on the on the base da we've got kind of a ten thousand to twelve and a half thousand pound range but again that needs to be adjusted by the, the local agents in terms of their feedback the um Update number five. Um, so this is really an update around the area data. Um, so what we're trying to capture from the GDV is is the um, the sum of all the sizes of the units being generated, be it flats, be it houses, be it whatever it is in commercial units. We we want to understand the sizes because the sizes multiplied by a pound per square meter rate um, of conversion or build generates our build budgets. So the, the area data box, which is just at the top of the uh, EquiDA there, um, that's the capture. So that, that pulls all the data from, uh, from the inputs below, pulls it all into one place. And um, particularly if it's flats, um, the, the information that's being transferred up is what we term NIA, which is net internal area. Um, but what we're looking for, because we need to pick up the, uh, the items such as corridors, maybe entrance lobbies, lift lobbies, staircases, maintenance areas, et cetera. We want the actual gross internal area. So we're just going to step it up a little bit. And ultimately that, that number is validated by, um, you know, personally uh, going to site and laser measure the, the foot plate of each of the floors and, multi and adding them all together to get the gross internal area. So that then gives us the ability to, to be accurate in terms of creating our build budgets uh, within our cost section. Talking about the cost section, so um, there's been a fair bit of overhaul, I would say, in the cost section of the sheet. Um, and, you know, a lot of thinking around just grouping, um, you know, better grouping of the cost sections. Um, so, you know, we've grouped all the funding costs together now, all the conveyancing costs, um, all the reports and surveys where before they were kind of scattered all over the, you know, grouped 
relatively well, but there were some elements that were in, in different locations. So we just pulled it all together and just reflected on the grouping, which just makes, you know, when you're running through the DA, uh, the IDA, and you're, you know, you're running a new deal through, it just makes it a lot more logical in terms of capturing all of those, those cost headings and just making sure, more importantly, they don't miss anything at all. Um, okay, so one item in the cost section um, that we we put in is around uh, the design team. So the creation of the detailed design. And um, and we've always reflected that up to this point as a percentage of the of the of the cost, the build cost. So <clears throat> what, what I felt just on this update, we just needed to expand that a little bit to get more into the the particular disciplines and just at the bottom of the cost section we've created a uh, a design team cost which is broken out into architect structural engineer mechanical electrical engineer um, acoustics building control and the like so there's a whole table there where you know we can start to input particular disciplines and you know a lot of these people and particularly you know um professional team it's it's about wrapping great people around you and and if you can kind of rinse and repeat on each deal you go through so you'll get to know in terms of their charging structure and a lot of the professional team work on a percentage basis so they they work on a percentage basis of the bill cost so as the bill cost flexes so do their fees so that's that just lends itself very nicely to a formula based approach um, so you you have a conversation with them from the outset, <clears throat> set all those percentage fees, you know, into the sheet. So any deal you look at, you, you, you can basically go forward with the comfort that you've got enough budget in there to accommodate the, um, the design fees. Right. Um, very small one, um, but a useful metric is to just see where you're purchase price or your offer price is as a percentage of GDV. A lot of the commercial broke um, the commercial agents talking this language when they're when they're advising their clients um, in terms of what they should be looking for in terms of an open market opportunity and how you know what sort of number you need to put on the market, that they talk in values as a percentage of gross development value. So it's always good to track that and also to just have, you know, one deal along the next, along, alongside the next, and just see see where you're, you're, you're pitching. Uh, I mean, we we tend to see anything, well, anything really between kind of 25% up to 30% uh, of GDV. Um, it can be less, it can be more, but it, it depends on the specifics of the deal. But that's that's a broad range that we see from from time to time. Um, right. Okay. So the, you, you, we see also in the, the DA, what we've done, we've rationalized a lot of the tabs. Uh, we've taken out a lot of the redundant tabs that were probably just providing information, to be honest, an information based approach. Um, we've refreshed everything, um, and lots of color coding and lots of logic in terms of the, the tabs that are running across the IDA at this moment in time. So that, that's uh, been put in. We've added in the um, <coughs> the refine hold tab. Uh, so this is tab number three, um, and this this very much goes into uh, pulling a lots of information from the um, the front development analyzer, pulling it all into develop uh, you know a, a develop and hold refine hold strategy. 
but it's also bringing in very specific data around, um, I guess, avoiding the trap of thinking, oh, well, well, if we just refire 75% loan to value, we should be able to clear all the costs out. Well, it's not necessarily the case because there's a certain um, function called debt service cover ratio that the um, the lenders basically make sure that the rental is you know sufficient and has a certain headroom to be able to cover on top of the the mortgage values and and if they don't stack up you know the only way is to reduce your loan to value um so the perception of 75% loan to value refining out isn't necessarily the case so what the what the refine hold tab does it does that analytics for you and gives you the result so that right at the outset we're tracking the potential exit uh, which is massively important <clears throat> Okay, so um, tab four. So what, what we've put in there is a is a tab. Again, it's pulling all the information from the um, the, the development analyzer. It's pulling it all into a, uh, a summarized format. Now, now this format is very much um, the document that you would you would want to send to your broker. So when you're looking for funding, um, you know, to send to the broker, it's in a, a single sheet. It's not the mass of the DA. It's, it's a summarized version. You know, it gives you the ability to put some nice photographs, maybe as it is, as it's going to be, maybe a nice map, location, those sort of things. And it just gives your broker that ability to send it out to a number of lenders uh, in his book Um and um, you know, socialize the deal with them, see if they're interested. And the way this is presented just just really crystallizes that opportunity and just really streamlines it and speeds it up for you, to be honest. And um, you know, just by putting a few pictures here and there, you just bring it to life so people can see very, very easily where it is, what it is, and what it's going to be. So that's um, that's another addition which um, will be very useful. Yeah, so as I say, update 12, we've removed all the redundant tabs. Um, we've added also in um, uh, tabs 11 and 12, we've added in a Gantt chart. So why would we put a Gantt chart into a development analyzer? Well, it's all about time. When we're talking to, let's say, um, the uh, you know the vendor or we're talking to the, the, uh, the commercial agent, um, <clears throat> it's always a good good thing to do to just give them a. I mean, we do it systematically. It's a situation update, really, um, on a on a weekly basis. So the moment we get a yes and we, we're into the deal, we would like to inform everybody of the actions that have, have been undertaken during the week, um, and what we're intending to do the next week, and how we're going to track all the way to maybe a, an exchange or or through to a completion. So we use a program. Um, we used to use um, just a basic Excel spreadsheet template and just just track all the actions, and and then we used to give that to our agent, who would then pass that on to the vendor, and everybody was fully informed in you know what was going on. And um, we've systemized that now, so we've got a, a great a brand new template there. Um, you know, it tracks it tracks all sorts of interesting you put all the tasks down you've got subtasks you can put in start dates end dates you can track progress it'll give you a nice graphic etc etc because i think one of the dangers um when buying uh, an asset or or um, a building whatever it is um is it can go very quiet for long periods of time now 
the reality is it's like the graceful swan. There's lots of stuff going on behind the scenes. There's all sorts of parties doing all sorts of things. But from a, a commercial agent point of view, and more importantly, the vendor's point of view, all they hear is silence. Now, that is very, very dangerous. You know, if they hear silence, their fear is nothing's happening. What's going on? You know, frustration starts to kick in. So just by grabbing that bull by the proverbial horns and issuing on a Friday night systematically all through the process, an update uh, on where we are, what we've done, all the activities we've done behind the scenes, it's just a great way of engaging with your your agent and indeed giving your, your agent the ability to inform his client uh, on progress and it just keeps everything calm and, and what have you. So <clears throat> so that's that's been added to the um, Equa IDA as well. Um, in the in the DA, we've uh, we've added some more notes columns, so that's really useful for just maybe you know popping in there, maybe the um, uh, the planning portal reference um, any specific notes around the deal that as you as you're doing your DD. Uh, things are popping up just you can just pop them into memory plus there which is you know physical input into the da uh, which is really useful for uh, future reference so that's there um we've added in a couple of well three hyperlinks actually just for again checking the check really it's one of those scenarios so from a planning submission point of view, we've got a bit of a changing market at the moment you know we've got the budget and all these sort of things ahead of us. And I just felt it was probably better just at this stage to not only put analytics in calculating a planning submission fee, which is which is all correct as of today, but to also put in the hyperlink, uh, which enables, you know, in the future, just a, a double check just to make sure nothing's changed. Uh, the same apply upgrade 16 to the uh, stamp duty land tax as well. So although it calculates absolutely fine as of today, uh, there is a hyperlink there to just take you to uh, the stamp duty website in .gov.uk. Um, so you can just very quickly enter in the details and just make sure the number is absolutely spot on. Um, and, and last but certainly not least, Mark, um, national space standards. So, you know, there's a movement, isn't there, around PD, um, you know, to, to possibly bring, uh, you know, PD, future PD applications into national space standards. And um, so, again, I thought it was appropriate to just put a, a hyperlink in, in there for the, the National Space Standards. There is actually, that takes you straight to the document, which is updated by the government, but there is actually an extract in the, in the DA as well, just planted in there for, for very, very quick reference. And that's it. There's 17 updates and, um, yeah, very pleased to present version 59. Brilliant. Well, some amazing feedback, and uh, I think you certainly got the juices flowing for the mentees for our session later on uh, this morning when we'll take them through a little bit more detail there. So uh, that's brilliant. Just a reminder, if you want to ask any questions, just pop them in the chat box, and uh, and we'll go, we'll go through as many as we possibly can. So some great feedback here. Um, we've got a question here from Dominic. Uh, can you expand on what you mean uh, about selling freehold, please. Okay. okay. So um, historically, and Mark, you know, we've um, we sold pretty much all of the freeholds of, um, of everything we've um, we've produced to date over the last five years, and and this is a party um, that basically aggregates freeholds. So if you think of a <coughs> commercial conversion, you've got the building, 
Um, what we're going to do with that building, so we're buying the freehold on the land, you know, the building itself, that's the freehold. And then we're going to chop that building up, you know, a cardboard box, we're going to chop it up and create smaller boxes inside. Now, those are the, the flats. <laughs> the flats tend to, um, we, we apply a leasehold to those flats. Um, and we, what we're going to sell to the open market is the leasehold. Okay, and it can be 125 years, 150. We've heard even of 999 year leaseholds, but it's the leasehold, and uh, and it's in it's in the name. It has a lease. It has an agreement with the freeholder. Okay, so um, the difference between the leaseholds and the, and the, the boxes within the big box um, is essentially the, it's essentially the uh, the rest of it, um, which is the main building. Uh, you know, the roof, the walls, the facade, the land, etc., which is owned by the freeholder. Um, and the freeholder charges um, uh, ground rent uh, to the leaseholders through the, the lease agreement and also a service charge as well to cover all the maintenance costs associated with the building and any other, any other costs. So that particular element and particularly the charging point of the ground rent is a really sound investment opportunity. Um, if we think of the Armageddon scenario, if if a party who owns and has bought the leasehold of a flat, for some reason, whatever reason, you know, doesn't pay their their ground rent, um, the lease will state that if they don't pay the ground rent, the freeholder can take the entire leasehold. So you know, it could be two, three hundred pounds a, uh, a year. Um, you know, so who who would not pay that and then lose a hundred and fifty thousand pound flat? So in terms of an investment, it's seen as absolutely bulletproof. Um, we have uh, we, we tend to sell to aggregators. So we send, sell to freehold aggregators. They buy the freehold. And what they do, they aggregate them all together with multiple purchasers into probably thousands of freehold, um, of, of leaseholds and ground rents. And then they'll sell them off to a pension fund. That tends to be the, the way that they deal with it. So there's, there's a number of parties out there. Um, that are buying even today and they're buying some of ours, Mark, aren't they? So, um, you know, it's happening today, but there's a bit of a disruption in the market. So hence, um, you know, the, the kind of conservative approach to freehold and, and the update in the idea. Yeah, and we, we wait to see the outcome of the government white paper, don't we? And I, I think there's a lot of people looking in the background, uh, just just waiting to, to see. And you mentioned some of the aggregators. I mean, one of the parties that acquires... Uh, quite a number of our, our freeholds, and um, you know they've got they've got thirty, thirty five thousand of them. I mean, it's just huge volume. Huge. But one of, one of their uh, views is is obviously looking at that compression yield as well, if they can get that that greater greater volume. But also looking at liberalisation of the planning system, and we've we've actually seen that over the last six months, haven't we? Uh, airspace rights, things yeah. like that. Yep. You know, if you hold a block of apartments, 10, 20 apartments, you know, as a long-term freeholder, you own the airspace above mm-hmm. to a certain height. So you've got the ability to to go in there and, and put in additional floors. And we're, we're just putting an additional floor with nine apartments in, yep. in Crawley um, using a, a very similar technique. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, if freeholds are great and you know, they can contribute a huge a huge income uh, or contribution to the gross development value. However, 
we're consistently seeing now uh, the valuers um, right at the beginning of the development, the valuer that's representing the bank uh, is um, essentially zeroing out the freehold value. So, you know, that's unfortunately the the approach uh, from the um, RICS approach really to, to valuation around that point. Um, will they continue? Well, I hope they do. Um, but just from our our analysis of deals would like that element to kind of be the cherry on top of the cake, really, and not necessarily considered as part of GVV at this point. Uh, and we'd, we'd like to secure the deals on that basis in terms of uh, no freehold, but but support the exit, you know, in terms of the profitability with a freehold added in. Absolutely. But, yeah. um, Brilliant. Well, uh, 30 years of, of IP gone into that, Nigel. Thanks for taking us through that. Uh, lots of lots of praise and, and, and questions there. Lots of people saying, oh, can I have a copy? Uh, absolutely, you can have a copy. Uh, but bear in mind, there there is 30 years of intellectual property in this. So um, I'm afraid if you're looking for us to give it away, uh, we give away an awful lot of information in the Equiportal. So please register for the Equa portal at equaacademy.co.uk. However, we preserve the uh, the the Equa IDA for our mentees only. So if you're a mentee, then you'll be getting version 59. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, you can acquire you can buy the the Equa DA, and if you just want to just drop me a, a Facebook message if you did just want to buy the 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 Equa IDA separately. Um, let me know, um, but we prefer to uh, build you into the uh, the community, into the Equa mentorship, and that way we teach you how to utilise it uh, and how it works in conjunction with the rest of our our systems. And uh, as you know, you know when I'm pulling together the investment memorandum, having those discussions with private investors, my first go to tool is always that point of reference with the Equa IDA. That's where I take the information from, so it's cohesive, it's consistent uh, across all of our all of our systems. And uh, you know, this will, as you can see, whether you're acquiring commercial property, whether you're doing a commercial to residential conversion, whether you're doing a land development, and we're hoping to get planning uh, on a, our latest land development uh, later this week, Nigel. So maybe more about that next week. Hopefully, hopefully today. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so that'll be good. So, uh, really looking forward to that. Um, but we we used to um, before lockdown used to run a a, a two day course um, on uh, working with SaaS and commercial to residential and land developments. And we have just been absolutely inundated with people saying, look, you know, lockdown, we don't know whether that's ending anytime soon, but can you deliver a program, real detailed program on commercial to residential conversions, land development with SaaS, with bringing investment funding in? And the good news is, yes, we are. It's going to start on the first week of April, and we're going to be announcing next week all the details um, so you'll find out more then. So really looking forward to that. So if you're interested in commercial conversion, land development, uh, raising funding, SaaS pensions, uh, structuring deals, the business acumen around it, we'll teach you, we'll show you. So that's a, an extension to our knowledge platform. So we're really excited about that. Good. 
Philip calling the Equa IDA the secret sauce. <laughs> if you want some sizzle in your secret sauce, Nigel can provide it. Easy. <laughs> loving that, Philip. Loving that. And looking forward to seeing you at, at nine o'clock as well for our, our mentorship session. So there draws uh, an end to yet another Breakfast with Nigel and Mark session. So our, our podcast is going to be called The Property Portfolio. That launches on uh, this Friday. So what is that? That's Friday the 19th of February. Um, which will be a recording of this for all uh, posterity, so you can listen to this uh, back at your leisure. Um, I think we've answered pretty much most of the questions that uh, that have come up. Um, so we, this is our usual format where we try and give you as much value, and we do it because we care. We, we want you to uh, take your next steps forward in growing your uh, your control of your personal wealth economy, your next steps into uh, developments or, or conversions, uh, raising funding and scaling your your business or your property-related business acquisitions. We want you to do it on solid bedrock. That's the important thing. We've seen mistakes made. We've made mistakes ourselves with humility, but we've never made the same mistake twice. And that's what this system is about. That's what the process is about. And that's what working within the ECRA Academy community is about. You know, growing together on the principles of creating shared value and taking very clear, solid steps forward. And that's our, our real passion, isn't it? It is absolutely. And it's, you know, it's about, as you say, it's about keeping people safe. And, you know, you've unfortunately you've got to get into the detail. You've got to anticipate um, you know, what, what's coming. Um and so on and so forth. Contingency. We had a, a good old session on contingency, didn't we? You know, a few uh, a few months back, and um, you know that's that's a good listen as well, um, just to see where contingency is built in, because we we only know what we know today, don't we? And we're trying to anticipate, you know, that that journey, and, and in terms of the outcome, and uh, you know, hopefully there's no reason for contingency, and it just tips straight into profit. So, you know, but um, yeah, you've got to you've got to anticipate those points. Brilliant. Good stuff. Well, we're looking forward to next week's session. We've got one of our trusted partners and we're going to be talking about tax and business structuring and some of the fantastic support we've had from this very, very articulate member of our professional team, uh, which has saved us an enormous amount of money in the past and also for our long-term recurring assets that we hold. So really looking forward to, to welcoming our next guest speaker next week. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Brilliant. Well, take care, everybody. And until next week, have a fantastic week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Property Portfolio Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and that it inspired you on the next leg of your journey. If you've got any questions or comments, why not reach out to us at our Facebook page, Equa Academy. Also, don't forget to register for free access to hundreds of property development videos and templates over at equaacademy.co.uk and we'll see you in next week's episode. Thank you.